Our government for the people is announcing a reform to Ontario's autism program. We are restoring fairness, equality, and sustainability to the system. And we are taking decisive action to help ensure the families of the 23,000 children who are languishing on the wait list finally get the support that they need. That is the voice of Minister Lisa McLeod uh, today talking about changes to autism services in the province of Ontario. And this is, of course, after, you know, parents and families um, of those affected by this have been essentially ignored for two decades. And not everyone is going to be happy about this. Because does it fall short? Sure. I mean, it literally has been that neglected over a whole long time. It can't be all things to all uh, people. But what happened and what was announced today is that the Ford government is overhauling autism services by taking away money from a regional agency and putting it directly into the hands of families so that they choose the kind of care they want. And uh, there is a waiting list now of 23,000 kids under the age of six who are simply, they're just waiting and they are languishing and they are falling further and further behind and they are becoming more and more distant from the world we live in. And so we are failing them. And if you know anything about autism, treating those kids who have it has to be done at the earliest, earliest possible stage. Before they are six is crucial, or they are literally lost. And I feel for the families, they have been kicked around so badly. Not even kicked around. They were literally abandoned by the last government that promised to help. And so for, for years... They have been mortgaging homes, leveraging all their money, trying to figure out how to get some kind of treatment so that they can reach these children. So I'm happy to see that uh, this file is finally being addressed. But there are a lot of concerns, you know, will the money go far enough and are the services actually there? Because if they aren't, you know, what is the point? Amy Fee, MPP for Kitchener Southwest uh, Hespler, joins us now. Also, we should say, Mom to Kenner. Good to have you with us. Oh, thank you for having me, Alex. And the reason, you know, I'm so glad you can join us is because um, this has been a fight for you personally, because you're not just some politician. You're a politician driven by this very issue, because Kenner has autism, and this is something you have dealt with and, and had to fight for for, for his life. Yes. Yeah, so Kenner was diagnosed actually seven years ago, and it's really hard actually for me to think back to when he was first diagnosed because he has changed so much over that time, but the struggle sitting on wait lists still haunt me. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have another child that's been diagnosed as well, and she's sat on wait lists after wait lists as well, and it's just the stress of watching your child languish, not knowing when that help's going to come and knowing that you need to do something for your child right now. Right. And so this government, and this is a file that is very personal, obviously, for you and you know a lot about, are going to be eligible for $140,000 until the age of 18. And so essentially the government, uh, the Ford government, has taken uh, the bureaucracy out of it and they're going to give cash directly to families. Is, In your view and your experience, is this the way to do it? 
Absolutely, and this is what we're hearing too. I went across the province and did roundtables with families is that they want choice. They want to be able to control that money themselves and have the money directly flow to them so they can find the provider that's going to work best with their child and pick the service that's going to be best for them so they can not only choose now behavior therapy, they can do respite and give their family a bit of a break. If their child is struggling with language, they can go to technology services to help them better communicate with them. So there's these different options that they can now take uh, with this funding that they didn't have before. Okay, but is it enough? I mean, certainly through your experience with your kids, I mean, $140,000 until the age of 18 does not seem like it would be enough. We need to look at those poor 23,000 kids that are currently sitting on that wait list, and that's the fight for them is to make sure that they get services. The Liberals left us an absolute disaster of a system. The minister has already gone to Treasury Board twice to get an additional $100 million to shore up this program. It was on the verge of collapsing under its own weight Mm -hmm. and just not being there for the kids that need the service. So to have a $321 million program only supporting a quarter of the children with autism in the problem or in the province was a problem for us and something that we knew we needed to deal with immediately. Okay. So how much how much on average does it cost, uh, let's say in your experience, uh, to deal with this? What would the average family of someone with a, a child with autism be paying out for, for treatment? It really varies because, um, like the minister said this morning, if you have met one child with autism, you have met one child with autism. They are so unique. Mm-hmm. So for my son, Kenner, uh, he has had extensive therapy since he was three years old. Um, He's done a wide range of different therapies, and each year has been very different in the cost that it has costed um, our family. We have done um, funded programs as well as paying tens of thousands out of pocket ourselves. And then for my other child, they've basically sat on the wait list the whole time, not needing as much service more social skills, that sort of thing. So it's more um, speech and language groups to work on social skills with peers. And those are a few thousand dollars a year to do um, weekly social skills programs. So how does this work then? Is the government then just going to write a check for $140,000, hand it over, and and you as a parent decide where it's going to be spent? Or, you know, can you top this up? Is there more funding available? I mean, what do you do if you're a family and then you run out of this money? So the money is going to be um, kind of front-loaded, so a child up until the age of five will be able to access more money per year than a child who is 6 to 18, and generally families in the younger range are spending more money each year on services, Um, so up to $20,000 in those first few years they will be able to access each year. And one of the areas, I think, of criticism that people will will come forward with is that, okay, great, we've got the money for services. The services don't exist. There was no investment made into services. Is that something that is going to be fixed? Is that something that is going to be invested in? We are certainly hearing that um, a lot across the province, especially in the rural areas and northern Ontario. So that is something that we are looking into. And we're also looking at regulating um, practitioners as well, because we want to ensure that people that are working with our children um, are someone that we are confident in their abilities to work with these children and that parents aren't taken advantage of. So that is something that we are looking at going forward as well. What if if you could kind of, uh, you know, wave the magic wand and, and develop the perfect Uh, system, which is clearly what I think you're working towards, given it's such a personal issue for you, how would it look at the end of four years? I think we need to make sure then that we have the multi-ministerial approach, which is what we are working towards. We have a great teamwork with Minister Thompson in education, as well as Minister Elliott in health, and it's looking at um, ensuring that these children have supports in their classrooms and that families have the mental health supports that they need. 
it is so heartbreaking to watch mm-hmm. families mm-hmm. tell you about their struggles and what they're going through. Marriages are breaking down. Yep. People are are losing their homes. The emotional toll that supporting a child with autism takes on the whole family, siblings, parents, even extended family. So we need to make sure that we're supporting them across the lifespan and then also in all areas of their life. Okay, so can I take from that then this funding part of it is just a part of it. So the health and the education funding, they're going to deal with the classrooms and getting special education for for students as well as some kind of, is there another funding announcement or other supports being put in by those two ministries? When I spoke this morning, I said that this is a start for how we support children with autism, and that is something so I personally keep advocating for, and I certainly meet with the other ministers quite a bit to talk about my personal experiences and also what I heard at the roundtables. So those roundtables had a lot of discussion around um, services that are needed in education as well as um, from the mental health services as well. And I also hear a lot from teachers and educational assistants who are saying that they need more support Mm -hmm. to be able to help these children in the classroom and more understanding how they can support these children and their behavior issues because they want them to be a part of their class, but they also want to make sure that they're giving them the best education possible. But you know uh, that this is never going to be enough. There will be critics who say this is simply not enough. And it's always going to change, too. So um, this is a kind of a file that will always kind of move with how many children are diagnosed. It keeps going up and up and up. And also new sciences that come in and and new ways of supporting these children. So it's always going to be something that's going to be, I think, fluid um, over decades to come. I so much appreciate you uh, joining us tonight, and we will keep an eye on this and uh, see how this uh, unfolds over the next little while. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Alex. That is uh, PCMPP Amy Fee. Uh, this is a personal file for her. This is this is why she got into politics. This is an issue she has fought very hard for. And I know that there are a lot of very uh, kind of the backlash and the outrage of, of people saying, well, this is not enough. And, you know, she did say it's a starting point. There is a starting point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.